Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode uh, uh, fourteen. I don't like it's. It's like it's like wait, fourteen. I think is how it would look. Fourteen. One. Uh... One and four. Fourteen um, uh, of get the flick out of here on the Know Your News Network. It's me, your host Alex Pulaski, of course, with always uh, with, with Kate Elizabeth. Uh, we talk about. Bad, weird, just wacky, off the wall, quirky, quirky, zany movies. Uh, and then we decide whether or not we want to get the flick out of here, meaning let's not watch it ever again. Um, uh, we've done we've done some doozies, um, a lot of TV, some movies, mostly movies now. Uh, we have not yet done what is considered to be the maybe people say it's the best bad movie ever. I cannot agree with that. No, it is the most famous, most bad movie ever. Correct. Which of course is the room. The room. Um, the room has gained a cult following. Uh, people insisting that it is actually good. These people are wrong. Um, <laughs> that is perhaps, correct. perhaps it would it would help if you viewed it while high in a theater of people who are reciting all of the lines because they know them because they think they were hilarious because they watched it high in a movie theater once. Perhaps that would help, but I don't know. Sitting at sitting at home alone, uh, it did not it did not help. I this is the first time watching it. One of those things, like, I'd heard about The Room a long time ago and about the weird things. I've certainly seen all the memes, all the little clips of, I, hello, I, what? This is me. Um, that guy, Tommy Wiseau, the, uh, the writer, producer, director, star, and financier of this movie. Um, now I'm going to say he spread himself too thin. Right. Perhaps he should have handed over those duties to some other people uh, along the way. All, all of the duties. I would, I, all of the duties. Um, uh, the, um, the movie got uh, some fame a few years ago uh, uh, when they made a movie about the making of this movie uh, called The Disaster Artist, starring James Franco as um, as Tommy Wiseau. Now, a couple nights ago, I watched The Room and was like, man, I really want to know what the hell making this movie was like. And I had never seen The Disaster Artist, so then I watched immediately afterwards The Disaster Artist, and I was like, um, okay, so I wanted to, like, do they tell you anything about this guy? Where he came from? Who he is? Because the whole thing, apparently was that nobody knew where the hell Tommy Wiseau was from, where he got his money, because this was a $5 million picture, the room was. Like, there's that, you should have been able, the, the way they shot it and lit it, that thing should have been able to be done for like five grand, not five million. Um, I don't think they were paying $50. Top <laughs> Well, the thing of it is, when you watch the disaster artist, you realize they they 
paid top dollar for all of the equipment, the space rental, um, all e everything. The the uh, they had like a director of photography, a script super, all, all these professional people who worked on this thing. But it did feel like parts of it felt like it was being done by uh, by Tommy Wiseau and a few of his buddies. Uh, just, you know, after work, whenever they got time. Um, Do they think this was going to be like box office success? Well, um, Tommy Wiseau did. Tommy Wiseau, like he, um, he took out a billboard in Los Angeles and um, he put it in one theater um, for like a month. He rented out a theater to show his, on one screen and, um, it has it is uh, it, it made eighteen hundred dollars uh in a month um i believe uh i think is what it was uh and since made its money back over because of the popularity of a bad movie um uh the thing about also about tommy wiseau is that nobody knows where he's from how he made his money or how old he is um and that this the Disaster Artist is based on a book of the same name written by the guy who played the second male lead in the room all about like being this guy's actual friend um, and knowing him. And so like, this is what he told me. He told me that he had never told another living soul. So it was just this guy, Greg is the name of the actor. We're taking his word for it. But uh, they also people have hired like private investigators to like figure out where the hell this guy is from because they still still we do not know for sure. Do we know what that he's alive? No, he is he is currently alive. What Tommy Wiseau is currently alive? Yes. Is he betrothed? I, mean, I, mean, I don't know. It's a good question. Um, so many questions. He he. Uh, I don't care about the movie. I'm way more interested in this now. That that he may or may not be from Poland. Which would explain the accent. His name is not Tommy Wiseau. That was not the name he was he was born with. Obviously, it's a very different name, something I could not pronounce. Uh, that he came to to America, immigrated uh, in the mid '60s. That he was born in 1958 or thereabouts, which would have made him uh, over 40 years old when he made the movie. But he kept. Uh, saying apparently that he was in his early 20s because this is the kind of guy he is and still to this day nobody knows where the hell he's, he got his money from nobody has any clue like did he have like did he inherit it from like was his was his great grandfather like polish royalty i nobody has any clue where he got any of this money from i'm gonna um, assume it's far less savory than that I mean, we we don't know. I don't want to cast aspersions on Mr. Wiseau. He's a guy who thought he was going to be a movie star and a big famous director, and he had enough money to make that happen, technically. So, was I mean, he and anything else? Oh, no. I mean, since The Room, he and Greg Sestero, the guy who played the other character, Mark, in The Room, have gone on to do other things but none of them have been nearly as bad or as good or as good bad bad good 
as the room. So they're they're they haven't like struck gold a second time, but they still have. There's I've done other things that are. They're still working great. actors. No, 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 no. They they only do stuff in their own films. Like gotcha. they don't like they so do like things Christopher together. Guest, but really bad. Like this is my crew. We're making yes. these things, but yes, but bad. Yes, if this move, if I did not finance this thing, it would not exist, and we would not have work. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then this guy wrote the Disaster Artist. Greg Greg Sestero wrote a book called The Disaster Artist, like as a memoir of his time making this movie, and then they turned that book into the script for The Disaster Artist, which you haven't seen. Um, I absolutely recommend i think i would have rather watched them in the opposite order watch the disaster artist first to get a context of who these people were and then watched the movie um uh but yeah there were there was mm, yeah no i mean according to the per, the uh persona Displayed in the Disaster Artist, Tommy Wiseau was a grade A, one million percent asshole, just an awful, awful, awful person. I was like, maybe he like his friends like no, he's trying really hard, and that's why they want to be in his movie to help him out. No, 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 no. Just, just, just a, just a horrible, just not, not a, not a great dude at all to be around or work for or work with. So I would say. If you hadn't told me that this had a $5 million budget, I would have thought this was like this NYU student created this film and he just got lucky and it became a cult classic. I, If you had told me, if you had said, Kate, multiple choice, the budget for this film was A, $500, B, $5,000, C, $50,000. Or D five million dollars. I would have guessed every other letter before mm-hmm. the actual one. Mm-hmm. That is wild. Even at the end, the blood that they used did not look real. Like he he oh, he, he paid. Like he had a full crew that he paid money. Like he didn't he didn't skimp on checks or whatever. He didn't screw them over. He paid them the money. Now, according to the movie Disaster Artist. He did not pay for air conditioning or water to be on set. So there was at one point some heat stroke. But other than that, totally fine. Were um, they SAG actors? Like, were they unionized people? I, I mean, I, I I guess. But, I mean, like, I honestly don't know at the time. But it, the way it was portrayed in uh, The Disaster Artist, the woman who played Claudette, the, the mother-in-law type character. Yes. Uh, that she was like an old hat who had been around the block and had done a bunch of stuff kind of a thing. And so um, maybe probably she was SAG, I guess. But yeah, I'm not really sure. We should probably just talk about the movie. Um, yeah, I just didn't know any of this, so I'm very intrigued. Um, it is uh, It is the, the story of the story of the movie is is this. There's a guy named Johnny. He's a banker. He has a fiance who he lives with in this townhome, which is actually the room. References the townhome, which is you could call it the apartment, I guess, but room is weird. 
Yeah, I was For, like to, it, to be to begin with this, this this the title makes no sense. Correct. Yeah. I thought for sure this was going to be like a oh the whole thing or everything of consequence took place in one room and that yeah. wasn't true. I thought maybe when we got to the roof, the roof was the room. It was just a it was just a townhouse kind of situation it seemed. The roof. Um so um the uh, anyway, he lives in this townhome with um, with Lisa, his fiance. Um, his best friend is named Mark, um, and uh, I don't know what Mark does for a living. He's athletic. He's he is the athletic, athletic. Type, type of a jockey jock type. Um, sure is. Uh, but uh, so there, there's there you go. There's also a teenage boy who lives in the building who always decides to come over and hang out. Uh, Lisa's mother plays a major role in it. And also some other people, some friends of, of friends and friends. Um, and one day this is, this is the, this is the synopsis I saw on, on whatever it was I was watching this on. Um, one day inexplicably Lisa decides she does not love Johnny anymore, which honestly, in the film as shot, is a pretty good explanation of what happened. In the original script, the first scene is them having an argument. Because I'm looking at the original script, you can find it for free. It's just on our like archive.org. Just just Google the room original script, and it's there. So it's like God bless you for watching this movie and being like, you know what. I need to dive deeper. I want two to know ways. more. Yeah, you were I like want to know more. I gotta, I gotta learn. I want the original script and the movie about making this movie. I, I that w- my instinct was not to check out either of those things. Having watched this film, <laughs> I have a sickness. You um, do the the uh, I wanted the shooting script because I wanted to be able to like follow along, make sure I wasn't forgetting anything I wanted to talk about on the show. But the original script is not the shooting script. The original script makes some sense at the beginning. Like you can tell they're having problems in their relationship. So that in the next scene where she says, uh, mom, I don't think I want to get married anymore. It doesn't come out of the friggin' blue because the way it happens in the movie is that you see um, all of these very sumptuous establishing shots of, 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 uh, of San Francisco, uh, like from way up on the on the ridge, overlooking the bay and the Golden Gate Bridge, um, and it's like, like the oh, oh. intro to Full House yes. levels of establishment. Yes. Yeah. yes. And uh, anyway, he he comes like, oh, oh hi, babe. Uh, he does have this crazy accent. You, it's a, it's really is impossible to place specific generic Eastern European. Yeah. Yeah. No idea. Says, yeah. Oh, hi, babe. I got something for you. Here it is, um, and it's a it's a slinky red dress. It's like um, uh, you know how I love my girl, um, and she's like, "Oh, thank you so much. Can I put it on?" Yes, of course. It is yours now. Do with it what you wish. Like it's just like the weirdest thing to ever say to somebody that you gave a dress to. Of course, it is yours. You may do with it as you like. Um, and then she comes down. She's wearing a slinky dress. Like. Oh, yes. Hey, it's my princess. She is here. And then 
Denny comes in. Denny, in the original script, is Billy. I don't know why they changed his name, but Billy and Denny, whatever. Denny comes in. He is this. When you watch it, and you go like, "That's a very that is a man that is a man playing a boy." Correct. Um, you watch this. You clearly that is a man playing a boy, but it is uh, supposedly, I guess, eighteen, like a freshman in college, um, who uh, is again. We have no idea any of this. We find this out throughout the movie. It doesn't make any sense. But he's like, "Hi guys, it's cool. Hi, hey." Lisa, can I kiss you? Um, and it's just this very odd thing to say. Um, and then like, no, come on, go away, Denny. Go to do your homework. Um, we're going to go upstairs. And there's like this spiral staircase that leads up to the bedroom. Um, and they go up there. And uh, they're obviously going up there to make love. But um, they start with a spirited pillow fight, as all lovemaking sessions. Yes, do. red slinky dress and pillow fight means mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sex is on the way. Yeah, um, and then uh, a lot of things are going to be said by me this way. Inexplicably, Denny just runs up the stairs and throws himself onto the bed to have the pillow fight with them. Um, and this is Denny. What are you doing here? Oh, you know, you know, I like to watch you guys. And immediately I have to say, stop. <laughs> what? What is that? Because I know what that sounds like it means. Is that what this means? Is that what that means? Is what I had to say to myself. It's like, come on, Denny, go ahead and leave. And so then uh, he does begrudgingly. Um, it's like, okay, well, I'll, I guess I'll see you guys later. And he, and he leaves. And then there's a prolonged um, softcore sex scene uh, with um, she's topless. You can see his ass uh, thrusting into her. Sometimes it's her hip. Other times it's her belly button. He's got really, really bad aim. Yeah. Um, he's, they dribble like rose petals all over her and play around with him or whatever um to music and to 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 ver to like to like the quiet storm type music you know i um, wrote down that the sex scenes all felt like r&b music videos with no solar melanin <laughs> mm -hmm. all of them and there were yep. several <laughs> here's the thing um there um there was, um, there is a, that is the first sex scene. Um, and at one point afterwards, because again, been dripping rose petals all over her naked torso. But later she rolls over to like, like hit the alarm clock or something. And when she rolls over, two of the, of the rose petals are, are stuck to her back. Um, but I did not realize they were rose petals. So I was like, holy shit, what the hell? Oh, okay. I thought I thought she had some kind of plague or something. She got busted um, open. Something weird yeah. happened. No, that's not good. Um, so uh, he, um, they have this, they, they're, they're very sweet and coquettish with each other. Did you lack last night? Oh, yes, I loved it. Um, it's like, okay, well, I have to go to work now. Be good. Goodbye. Uh, um, 
and and then he he leaves and then the next scene is her, is her talking to her mother in this in the in the room the downstairs room and uh her like hi mom hi how are you oh you know i'm not feeling good right now what's going on well i don't want to get married i don't love johnny anymore which is news to the entire audience watching this thing because they just had a very sensual lovemaking scene and she was very happy that he brought her home this red dress they were very very seemed very happy together but like she oh i don't like johnny at all boring. yeah i'm like oh you just got your rocks off with this guy you are not bored by him in any way shape or form um very, very weird scene to have follow up the last scene we just saw. Yeah. Um, but uh by you bought love... me something and we had sex forever. I am so bored. <laughs> what? <laughs> but uh, her mother is named Claudette, and she is she's got this bouffant um blonde hairdo. The Claudettiest um, Claudette you've ever seen. Yes. Um yeah. uh uh, I only do one uh, elderly female uh, voice, so I'm going to have to do that one whenever I read her lines. But um, I'm so um, happy. <laughs> he's a very nice person, and you know he's getting a promotion soon. He bought you a car, a ring, clothes, whatever you like, and now you want to dump him. It's not right. I've always thought of him as my son-in-law. You should marry him. He would be good for you. Oh, I, I guess you're right, Mom. Of course I'm right, my dear. I know about men. I was not born yesterday. I'm glad you listened to your mother. Nobody else does. I work so hard and nobody appreciates it. I try to tell them what they should do, but nobody listens to me. And that's basically Claudette in a nutshell. That's her whole persona is talking about how you should listen to me. Nobody listens to me. And, and financial security. Yes. It's like her favorite. He's very financially place. secure. And he works in just, generic computer sales, we find out. Just in no, no. In just generically so in computers. He right? is a banker. She works in computers. Sorry, although we bad. never see her go to work. Not no, once, she not only ever. only has sex with other people. <laughs> so, um, so then... Uh, the mom leaves and she gets on the phone. And this is where we meet Mark. And I, I'm thinking to myself, who is, who is Mark? Um, and uh, good-looking dude, little little trimmed beard, sunglasses, sitting in a parked car. And I was like, is he a cop? Who is Mark? Where is this? Who is this person? Because she says, she says, she says, hey baby, how are you doing? Baby, what is what? It's like, oh hi, I'm very busy. How are you doing? Um, uh, <laughs> Everything feels like all the writing feels like it was just translated or it's a Sims conversation. It's so um, weird. I just finished talking to my mother and she just finished giving me this big lecture about how big and great Johnny is. We'll talk about it later. As I already told you, I am very busy. Busy doing what? We'll talk about it later. Whenever you say we'll talk about it later, we never do. I can't wait till later. We have to talk about it right now. You owe me one anyway. Um, and uh, it's like, okay, fine, you win. We'll talk about it now. What do you want to talk about? 
my mom, I hate her. She's a stupid bitch. Like, it's just this weird thing. She says, um, nobody's going to tell me what to do. I'm going to do whatever I want, and that's it. What do you think I should do? Is an actual line in the movie. No one's going to tell me what to do. What do you think I should do? What do you think I should do? I believe she oh, said, too, she's a bitch trying to control my life. And I'm like, huh? you, the only thing that happened was you said, I'm not doing well. And then you sought her counsel and she gave her mm -hmm. honest opinion. Yep. Which yep. in this world is trying to control her life. Yep. Yeah. Um, she says, um, nobody can tell me what to do, but what do you think I should do? Um, why do you ask? Why do you ask me? You've been very happy with Johnny. What do you want me to say? You should enjoy life. What's the problem? Then she says, "Can I see you for coffee tomorrow?" Now, in the original script, there is a scene that buffets this, but in the movie, "Can I see you for coffee tomorrow?" And he says, "What time? About noon?" Yeah, sure. See you then. And then the next scene is her going to the door in the same clothes she was just wearing and him walking through the door. So, so I guess we're assuming it's the, it's the following day because they just said, I'll see you tomorrow. And it's like, we didn't edit that out or anything. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so this is where we start to figure out that she's got the hots for Mark, but Johnny is his best friend. And and he just we squeeze couldn't we couldn't even do that. Um Mark is very uh, nonchalant about the whole thing as well. Yeah. He's just like, why um, are you calling me? Yeah. He's very sure, hey, let's get is, coffee, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> um and uh I I feel like everything in this script I'm looking at is out of order. So I'm trying to remember if this is actually what it what it is, but um uh there's a point where um is this where it like they're they're always no this is not where this happens the first the thing next that happens thing in, the movie, in, in my notes ahead. yeah you have you have good notes yeah it's, it just has the quote of i like you very much lover boy <laughs> yes yes so they have had sex at this point, I guess. Yes, yeah. This is is this the one they have? Yeah, this is where they have sex on the stairs. Yes, I think so. This is when they have sex on the stairs, on the on on a spiral staircase. They they have uh, they have sex. This is the second softcore sex scene set to a quiet storms jazzy uh, R and B song um, about you are my rose or some shit. Um, uh, and he's like, no, we can't do this. I'm going to leave. And he stands up and then kisses her, which is really sending missed messages. That um, is. and then they, then they fully have sex. And this is the second softcore uh, sex scene in 17 minutes. Um, uh, there's a third one before the 27 minute mark. Um, spoiler alert. It is, uh, not with Mark. It is Correct. back with Johnny again. Um, this is where Johnny comes home. First, he goes to the store and gets another dozen red roses because he has to keep doing that because he spills all the petals everywhere, namely all over her torso. And when he goes to the store, he is wearing sunglasses in his suit. And he, if you've never seen the movie, he got this weird, stringy, like greasy black hair. 
everywhere. He's like John Travolta with better bone structure and stringy, greasy hair. That's what mm -hmm. he looks like. He's wearing these sunglasses. Walks into this uh, this uh, um, this is the flower shop. He says, "Oh, hello. I would like my usual, please. Give me the dozen red roses." Uh, and then she pulls pulls up a sunglasses. She says, "Oh." Hello, Johnny. I didn't know it was you. There's no way in hell that you know who Johnny is, but didn't know who he was because he was wearing sunglasses. That is a very, very funny, weird thing to have somebody say. Yeah. Very, very, very distinct looking and sounding guy. Yeah. Then she hands him his bouquet, which he, he proceeds to carry upside down. Like he holds it by the thorn stems this way with the flowers like falling toward the ground. Says so it's, it's just... Um, uh, oh, of course, here, it's for you. Yep, that's me. Okay, bye, doggy, as he, as he scratches some dog who's sitting on the, on the counter, and he leaves. And he comes home to give her her flowers. Um, and, and the she... woman at the florist goes, you're my favorite customer. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny, you're my favorite customer. Uh, and, and then he goes home with the flowers and, and, and gives them to her. And she says, you didn't get your promotion, did you? No, I didn't. It's I've been waiting three months for him to give me this promotion. That son of a bitch told me I will get it within three months. It's not right. I save them bundles. They are crazy. I don't think I will ever get it. They trick me. They didn't keep their promise. They betray me, and I don't care anymore. Um, and <laughs> Lisa's like, um, uh, did you tell them how much you saved them? Of course I did. What do you think? They already put my ideas into practice. Already the bank saves tons of money. They should be grateful to have someone like me who is so good at doing the things I do there. Instead, old man donkey is using me and I'm the fool. Uh, <laughs> and it's this, it's just, he just, but uh, again, that's how he says it. And he does yeah. no, no, no facial expressions, no animation about anything. Nobody, um, this is an extremely dramatic and bad movie and nobody struggles with anything like right. at no point does lisa struggle with the fact that she's out of love with johnny and in love with right. mark no. she just she just is like it mm -hmm. really feels like you're just playing the sims the whole time it's so weird mm -hmm. she says you know what you need a drink i you know i do not drink i do not drink you know this and says, okay, what well, you need a drink. And so she mixes, she mixes scotch with vodka. And she says, come on, if you love me, you'll drink this. Which is a totally really normal thing to say to someone. Don't do that. Um, and so he, he tries it and he goes, you're right, this tastes great. Like somebody who doesn't drink, doesn't drink a tumbler full of scotch and vodka mixed together and go, mm, yummy. Nobody's Delish. done <laughs> And they also don't get my guess because I've never done that to someone. But my guess is they don't get like a pleasant fun drunk either that we're like about right, to see. Right. Like they're probably fucking flattened by yeah. said drink. Yeah. The so only they're... thing that um I wanted to circle back on is Lisa says I love you to Mark so many times in the movie and he never yes. says it back and that starts within the first 20 minutes and they're yeah. still they're getting married in one month from now. Yes. So. Um yeah. Yeah. And so uh, Oh, and she... and that whole scene she this is when we find out that she's just generally in the computer business. We don't know what yes. side, 
But the she computer says, business does not pay that well. Yeah. What are they going to There's, do? Yeah, you're you're right. This computer business is too competitive. I called a dozen of my old clients and they don't need me. So she's clients. out of work. She's out of work trying to find job in the computer field. That's what it is. Um, anyway, uh, so they get pleasantly drunk. And uh, she uh, she's wearing his tie as a headband because, you know, drunk. And, uh, and then they have sex again. Yes. You know, for, for a girl who does not love the guy that she is, uh, you know, engaged to be married to. She sure does have a lot of sex with him. She um, does. She does. Especially this one. Because this third softcore sex scene um, is the first softcore sex scene. And I don't say that lightly. They just used the exact footage from the first softcore sex scene and edited it the, the 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 exact same the same rainstorm is happening on on outside this because they shoot one shot from outside through the window pane as there's rain slashing down it the same Five the same rose petals it's like dollar budget <laughs> they copied and pasted a sex scene that they didn't even need at all at no. any point really no, there there are three softcore sex scenes in the first half hour of the movie, because you got to keep them coming around for more. You know what That's I mean? That's true. Um, I so, think they were like trying to insinuate that she was. We find out that she's very manipulative and awful, but I think she's supposed to be like sex crazed and out of her mind, which is not how it came across at any point. No, no. Um. Oh, what do you have uh, next in your notes? Because I there are we at at the at the point where the two random people just show up in this place and start making out about uh, with chocolate? Are, are we at that place place yet? Because I think so. Because the the big breast cancer reveal comes next. Okay. So I think this is when Claudette comes back into the apartment yes, and she's yes. like, it's a real revolving door around this place, which is a fair point. So uh, there you go. So who the hell are these people? I said out loud as a different woman walks into the room, the only room that anything takes place in, walks into the room with another guy who's got frosted tips and uh, they've got a box of chocolate. Like, you know, the chocolate is is the language of love or something um and and then they proceed to like eat the chocolate out of each other's mouths and then he takes off she takes off his shirt and we get a comedy blowjob like we we just focus in on his face as his eyes go like and American then, Pie or something. Like this guy felt like Stifler. It was so weird. He was in a completely different movie. It was so weird. And then uh, Claudette and Lisa come in, and they have to grab all of their clothes and run away because it's like, oh, um, that was just oh, I can't remember what her name is. Um, uh, and and they just like to come here and hang out. 
no I don't know why I don't know why they make out in this room. I don't understand. It's because they didn't have enough budget to build another apartment set. Or like I don't mean like it's an apartment complex. Maybe all the rooms have the same layout. You just need to put in a different couch. And it there's could no, be there's no point to this. There's no point. The only point to this is a conversation that happens later, which is also completely superfluous to the film. Yeah. It's um, so weird. But we learned that they know them. Yes. No, yeah. No, it's not like they, they broke into her house. This yeah. woman is apparently her best friend who has a key to this apartment. That's yes. What, that's what they do. Whatever. So and then the, Claude... the credit of the mom, Claudette, is like, that's like that's a weird thing. Like, not everybody should be coming in and out of your apartment all the time, you big weirdo. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, there is. <sighs> There is a um, a scene that happens here. Oh, then oh then, then Denny comes over. It's like, hi, hey, hello, Lisa. How are you? Can I kiss you? I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, can I borrow a cup of sugar? I also need a half a stick of butter and a cup of flour. And she goes, "Don't you have a kitchen where you live?" Says Claudette. I mean, he might. I'm assuming he does, but he also doesn't have these things. So maybe that's the thing of it is. He's not asking to borrow a kitchen. He's asking to borrow the things for the kitchen. It's true, but, but also if you're baking something, you should probably have like any of the ingredients. You totally should. <laughs> One of the things I will allow, all of those things, I feel like that's that's what you need. But anyway, uh, then they have the conversation where she says, um, uh, nobody listens to me and I'm dying. Oh, mom, you're not dying. I am. I got the the t results of the test back and I definitely have breast cancer. Anyway, let's never speak of it again. I, I think it would be great if we went through the entire rest of the movie and you never said, hey mom, how's the breast cancer doing? That would be wonderful. We just never brought this up ever again and we just left it, let it lay there like 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 a breast on a on a mammogram table, which is where mine just was. <laughs> Tremendous. And in my notes, I just wrote the gravity of breast cancer is not appropriate here. <laughs> She's like, oh, I'm dying of breast cancer. And that's it. Um, yep. And then we also get a conversation. Um, I don't only not love Johnny, I don't even like him anymore. Uh -huh. I'm like, do you ever like. Like you, I don't know. Your mom just told you you had breast cancer, man. Like, focus, circle um, up. Uh, so there, there, um, there's a whole scene in the original script where Claudette gets like big speeches about, uh, like this guy she hates, Harold and Edward, and all this stuff. Um, I heard, she says, I heard Edward is talking about me. He's a hateful man. I'm so glad I divorced him. I really think he gave me the breast cancer after he slept with that hooker. That type of riffraff carry all sorts of things. Don't you agree? That's not in the movie. But it is in the original script. That Tommy Wiseau, who wrote the script, thinks that you get cancer from your husband after he slept with a hooker. Breast cancer, notoriously contagious. 
Yeah, and those those hookers, they always carry the breast cancer along with all the time. Um, but I love right after she does tell in the in the movie itself, I have breast cancer. I definitely have, oh mom, you know they're curing cancer all the time now. <laughs> I don't even know how that got through the like in a movie. You know they're curing cancer all the time now. Um anyway, frosted tips. Stifler, I'm gonna call him Stifler because I don't remember his actual name. Stifler comes comes back in trying to like pick up his underpants, um, which Crucial. then Crucial yeah the, to the upcoming scenes yeah yeah and then uh, Claudette realizes the underpants are there. So for so much of this, I kept waiting for like him to go back to get his underwear. I kept waiting for someone to walk in on the affair. Like, I thought, like, yeah. we were going to see, like, he was going to come back for his underpants and he was going to see Lisa and Mark hooking up. But, like, no. No. It takes no. us, like, an hour into the film to get that, yeah. to get the big reveal of that. But. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then weird uh, shit goes down with Denny. <laughs> yeah. So there's a, there's a, there's a location they shoot at, which apparently is the roof of this townhouse apartment complex. Uh, there's a couple of chairs up there. They hang out there all the time. And uh, it is obviously green screened, like the, the most obvious green screen. Um, but Denny's up there. And he's just hanging out, playing with a basketball. And in walks the guy they inexplicably call Chris R., because apparently Chris J uh, and Chris B weren't there that day. <laughs> Chris R is what you call somebody, what your teacher calls you if there's another guy named Chris in your class. Chris, okay, you're Chris, you're Chris R, uh -huh. you're Chris M. I was one of five Kates in kindergarten. Oh, wow. But because my full name was Kate, everybody else just had to go by Catherine and Kathleen and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it was the same. It was big, big Chris R energy, mm -hmm. like same, yeah. same similar yeah. situation. I was, I was Alex. I was Alex P. There was, there was, uh, there was an Alec T. And we, I don't know, we were very, very different, but like Alec and Alex were too close together. So we had to go by last names as well. I feel like it should have been the default. You're special. I listen. I, where's Alec now? Who gives a shit? <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> so anyway, Chris R is a drug dealer who wants his fucking money. Denny apparently has gotten into drugs and owes him some money, a lot of money. Um, it's like you'll get your money. Um, hey, hey, Chris R, I've been looking for you. Oh, you have? Where's my fucking money? He pulls out a gun. And he's and he's got a gun and he's gonna he's gonna blow out this kid's brains all over the roof. He doesn't give him his money. Um, I can get it for you, I promise. And then in runs literally everybody else in the script up at this point. Mark is there, Johnny is there, and Elisa and Claudette are there. Mark and Johnny like attack Chris R, disarm him, and then walk him down the steps from the roof, like through this little door and down the, the steps. Um, and then we never see or hear from Chris R again in the rest of the movie. That is, that is it. Um, we also never, there's nothing revealed or resolved ever about Denny's drug problem. 
Or um, debt. Yeah. Or debt or any of it. Um, Addic addiction is just broken by this felt like a dare sketch. Like the, the dare program. It was just very much like a hey, why are you doing why are you doing drugs, man? You're right. I'll stop. <laughs> I wrote that shit in like sixth grade for a dare <laughs> sketch. Here's my well, body language to stand up to a bully. Um uh Claudette um um says, What are you doing? What kind how did you get involved with a man like this? Um I don't know why she like stop it, stop ganging up on me, says Denny. By the way, this is where Johnny and Mark have left with him, and they come back in the middle of this scene and they go. It is all right. Do not worry. He is on his way to jail now. <laughs> I just like, did you go downstairs and happen to like find a beat cop and be like, this guy is a bad guy. I don't feel like you should be able to like, just like, like, hey, take this guy to jail, copper. And the copper's like, absolutely, sir. You're sure. law abiding. I can tell this guy's wearing a black beanie. He's gotta be some. Gotta something's be. gotta be up. Because they weren't like, I don't, it, yeah, it was very, very funny. Um, and then Johnny's like, oh, don't worry about it. You know I will help you. That's why I pay all your tuition at the college. And and why I give you your, your, um, your, the apartment you live in. Because, you know, apparently he's an orphan. He has no parents. And Johnny, like, decided to help him out with getting him so an apartment. your earlier point, though, he's a man not a boy he's supposed to be 18 but it's obviously a, a guy in his 20s playing the, there's a really great part he's 27 for sure right there's a there's a there's a great part in um oh god uh i can't remember the name of the act josh hutcherson plays the actor who plays denny in um the uh the disaster artist so says, hey, I have a question. Uh, how old am I supposed to be? Is like, you know, your your age, 15, 16? I'm 26. What 26, 16, same thing. Um, and and I I, <laughs> I hope that's not it. I hope that's not embellished for comedy's sake. No, I, hope I hope that's, that's a verbatim conversation authentic. that happened on set. Um uh this is where we start getting this thing where like, by the way. Frosted Tips, Stifler, is like goes to Johnny for advice. So there, there was this tragedy that happened in my life. Apparently, uh, Lisa's mom, Claudette, you know her, she got a hold of my boxers and she's been showing them to everybody, me undies. And, uh, and Johnny's like, wow, that is a crazy story. Anyway, do you want to throw the football around? And there, and there's like, this is where they, they, they shoot it as though it's supposed to be in an alley, but it is very obviously indoors. So it is, looks like it's like the interior of a warehouse. I don't know why they're hanging out, throwing the football around, but uh, Mark is there. Uh, uh, Denny is there. They like to throw the football around. And then um, I don't know what happens, but Mark kind of bumps into Stifler and Stifler like, like just, just, just gets knocked into some trash cans and then can't walk. And then they have to help him off the scene. They and that's the end of the wants scene. They to go to the hospital. And he like yeah. fell into a garbage can, kind of. Um, he was nudged also, into the garbage can. 
he refers to the underwear situation as a tragedy, which yes. I felt like was maybe a little heavy handed for the fact that this was boxer shorts. But the the a lot of you are here from the wrestling world. So let's be honest, yeah. watching that are wrestling fans. This was a an HBK Hogan oversell if I've ever seen one. Like, this guy doesn't need to go to the hospital for bumping into a garbage can lightly. Come on. Um, the original script of the Chris R scene. Chris R's name is Jimmy. And he's got a gun on everybody. Jimmy's got a gun. And he says, Chris R's um, got a gun. He's pointing the gun toward everybody, right? Um, Get over there, all of you now. This is this is verbatim from the copyright. It's a copyright. I'm looking at a copyright. So this is the actual script. Nobody came in here like Wikipedia entry and like changed anything. Jimmy says, say your prayers, wiener heads, because I'm about to make some Swiss cheese out of you. Okay. Why of all the things that got left on the cutting room floor, is that one of them? Here we go. This is the stage direction. It says, at that moment, the view changes to Jimmy's perspective as ominous opera music starts to play. Johnny's Mercedes is seen rising slowly over the edge of the roof with Johnny at the wheel. As he hovers in the air in front and above the group, the music subsides. Johnny smiles, revealing long fanged teeth. This is a subplot I was not ready for. He is glowing. This is Johnny's This is Johnny's uh, line. I'm going to read it as though Tommy Wiseau is saying it. Do you know who I am? I have nine black belts, 15 master's degrees, and a PhD in agricultural economics. That's right. You know I'm way better than you, and all my friends will gladly tell you just how great and awesome I am. Have you seen my power level? It's over 9,000. You know what that means? It means I have more than 9,000 units of power. It also puts my total adjusted force rating at 22,000. That's more than triple. So you don't want to make me mad because anger is my middle name. I don't know why they uh, cut that from the shooting script. That's interesting. That's the best scene in the whole movie. Why does he have fangs? <laughs> Because he's, he's a vampire. Why is he a vampire video game guy, though? In The Disaster Artist, there's a throwaway line um, uh, where a guy says, I don't know the script, man. He's uh, He might be a vampire. I'm not sure. And that's it. And the I'm assuming this is the script that, that, that he was passing around before the movie got made, before they did any editing or something. But like all those um, power level up things are like he's a video game character, but he's mm -hmm. also a vampire, and he has mm -hmm. fifteen master's degrees. He does. He does. This guy fucking um, rules. Why don't we get this character? I want this guy in there. Uh, trembling with fear, Jimmy manages to raise the gun and aim it at Johnny. He fires some shots, but Johnny extends his hand out the driver's side window and deflects the bullets. Next, Johnny emits a power field from his hand, which encompasses Jimmy. Jimmy thrusts his arms out to his side and yells, Don't touch Jimmy! 
says Jimmy. Johnny uses the field to levitate Jimmy, holding him high in the air until Jimmy drops the gun. A rear passenger door opens as Johnny draws Jimmy toward the car and drops him in the back seat. Johnny waves to the group. The group waves back as Johnny and his captive fly off over the skyline, then upwards, disappearing out of sight. I should add, nobody else on the roof appears to find this odd. As though this is just something that Johnny does often. In the first 10 minutes of this movie, she calls Johnny <laughs> boring. <laughs> he is boring. <laughs> I don't love him anymore, Mom. He is and boring. Can you imagine if Claudette was like, I think you should marry him. Not only does he have a very secure position at the bank, but also he levitates and has fangs. Yeah, he, he, and 15 he would be good degrees. for you. He, he has 15 master's degrees and nine black belts. Can you imagine? I I only have seven black belts myself. Also, I have breast cancer. <laughs> Is that even? I don't think that's how black belts work either. I think you're just a black belt. Maybe he's a black belt in several different martial he's arts. He's so boring. He only has fangs and can produce energy fields and is kind of a video game character and has 15 master's degrees. I'm so bored by him. Um, I am absolutely livid that they deprived of, of the greatest scene in cinematic history, and that should have been the end of the movie. That should have been it. Like, have that scene. Everybody else is just chilling on the roof. He rides off with his captive and that's the end of the movie i'm pissed there's the rest of the movie and i'm pissed that scene got cut um this is also the, so the, the movie this original script is so much better i'm telling you it's it's well, so yeah, much it better included that scene yeah i mean it's it there's also billy in the original script denny Billy is actually Denny in the original script is uh, Lisa's um, uh, kid brother, which means that Claudette is his mother, which means when she gets really mad at him for getting in, in debt to a drug dealer, it makes a lot more sense. Um, um, it says, um, what, what's okay? He's involved with some sort of gang of, of, <laughs> of homo perverts. I don't know what that came from. He's like, come on, stop. It was a mistake. A mistake that he leases his body to addicted drug homos is in the original script. Can't imagine why that got cut. Yeah, no. Wait, that's, do that's, they uh... also have the language for how they said that he was on drugs? Because they, they didn't say he was using drugs. They said he was like having drugs or something. The phrasing oh. that they used was so yeah. weird. Yeah. It was like, oh. it wasn't like he was on drugs. It was like, he has drugs or something. <laughs> like it was so, I wish yeah. I wrote it down because mm -hmm. it was, nobody speaks naturally in this movie at any point. Like there's not a conversation that's, at no point is Lisa like, I'm supposed to marry this guy in a month. And I, I don't think I love him. And I just, I, I'm. Have a thing for his friend Mark, and I'm really mixed up about it. Or nor is she evil enough to be like toying with him. 
Like it's no, it's the, so bizarre. The end. The original script of this. Remember, Billy is Billy is Denny is in love with Johnny. But this was also cut from from the thing. But this is like um, um. In a, in the in the shooting script, Denny is in love with Lisa, and tells this to Johnny. And Johnny's like, it's okay, it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's no problem. It's okay. You everybody better love everybody because then the world be a better place. This happens um, so soon after the drug mm-hmm. almost dead reveal. Yeah. Like he's like, I'm struggling. In the original uh in in the in the original movie, um, in the original script, he says, um, uh, I have to tell you something. Gone. It's about me and you. You're just so cool and such a nice, caring guy. Everybody likes you, and only a fat, stupid, idiotic, selfish jerk with a body odor problem would ever betray you, says Billy to Johnny. He should have said, Yes, I, I am quite cool. I have vangs <laughs> uh-huh. and an energy force field at any time I want, and 15 master's degrees. He says in the original script, he's like, I like you a lot and I'm, I'm, I'm attracted to you. I know you love Lisa and I shouldn't think of you in that way, but I can't help it. I'm just confused. And in the movie, he's like, I'm in love with Lisa. I know you're going to marry her, but I don't know what to do about it. Well, figure it out because I'm getting married to her. It's a very, like, it almost makes more sense for him to be like, I'm, I'm in love with you because then maybe there's something that can actually be done about it. As opposed to like, I'm in love with your fiance. What's up is a weird thing to do. Um, and ag- again, like the lack of emotion in any, like he's not, yeah. he's not nervous to have this conversation. It's he's so not funny. like, there's no, like, we, I just have to are- get this off my chest before you're married. Like I am struggling with this thing. Nope. Says, Billy, don't worry about it. Lisa and I love you too, as a person, as a human being. You know, people don't have to say it, they can feel it. You can love someone deep inside your heart, and there is nothing wrong with it. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Um totally cool. Come come jump on our bed right before we're about to have sex all yeah, the time. Totally it's cool. Fun. Um uh so then um Lisa has a, has a scene with Michelle. Michelle is the name of Stifler's uh, girlfriend, and tells her tells her all about how she's you know having an affair with with Mark, and she's like, "Oh my God, you're so bad." Basically, I could never do what you're doing because it's terrible what you're doing. But tell me more about how much sex you're having, kind of. Yeah. Also, like you're evil, but mm-hmm. I love the tea. So. Yeah. <laughs> love the tea. Um, Nobody has a moral compass around this. Now, I'm not sure when. What, what is the Peter comes into the movie? Who the fuck is this guy? I said out loud at my television, because this guy comes in. He's out of the blue and appears to be an actual actor. Poor yes. dude. He looks like the guy that played a psychologist in every movie. Right, but at the same time, like, appears to be an actual trained movie actor. Like, the way he 
reacts to things that are happening, the way he delivers his lines. Yes. He's like he's he's actually an actor, which we cannot say about anybody else in this movie. No, he sounded um, like a human being at points. Yeah. Anyway, he's just this nebushy fellow, uh, balding glasses. Um, and he's like, uh, Peter, can I talk to you about what is happening with me and Lisa? I do not know what is happening. She says I hit her, but I did not hit her. Oh, that's the other thing. Oh, she yeah. got yeah, she got him drunk so that he would hit her. And then he didn't, but she told everybody he did anyway. And this is what is very upsetting to him. Uh 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 which is the thing like ah she told me she says I hit her, but I did not hit her. I would never do such a thing. I did not hit her, I did not. Oh, hi Mark. Is is the, of course the beginning of the very famous scene where where they're up on the roof talking to Mark about it. But um, and uh, everybody in her life is like, we know he doesn't drink. Like we know Johnny yeah. doesn't drink. Johnny There's no that. way that would have happened. He's right. the purest baby face there ever was. Yeah, Johnny. Um, <laughs> he uh, he talks to Peter. Was like. Peter, you are a psychologist. Please help me with my problems. And then Peter like talks to him about it, and and then he's like, um, uh, "Okay, so this is what's happening. Okay, I understand this. Uh, so okay, here's here's some ideas." But well, I was like, "Peter, you always the play the psychologist with us." <laughs> Just asked him for his advice and saying you're a psychologist. So what, whatever. Um, at some point. I guess right for this same scene, he like goes up to the roof with Mark and he's like, you're having an affair with Lisa, aren't you? Because after like he kind of deduces all of this stuff. Because Mark um, is also plagued by, I just yeah. don't understand women. Sometimes yeah. they are too smart and other times they are so dumb and other times it's the weirdest shit I've ever heard. He says, oh man, no, there, there was this girl that I, that I was dating but she wasn't good in bed. We were not. We were not compatible. Is this obvious? Uh, wonderful. Um, and he's like, "You're having an affair with Lisa, aren't you?" What? No, I'm not. And then he tries to shove Peter over, uh, off the roof, and and like, "What are you doing? Stop it!" Um, and he can't emphasize up. enough. It it's attempted homicide. Right. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, then he says. Uh, Oh, sorry. And they have the rest of the scene. Like, they just, like, just have the rest of the scene. It's fine. He's like, sorry, um, man. He's like, it's yeah. cool. It's cool. Don't worry about it. It's fine. I can understand. Um, uh, they, uh, then there's, of course, the scene between uh, him and Johnny, Mark and Johnny, where, where uh, Mark is like, man, I don't know. Heard about this one girl. She had, she had 12 guys. One of them found out about it, beat her up so bad, and she ended up in a hospital on Guerrero Street. Ha 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 ha! Oh, what a story, Mark. <laughs> There's a whole scene in the Disaster Artist movie about them trying to explain why you probably shouldn't laugh after having heard that. It's a that's a bad reaction to have to that particular story. Yeah. There's only one person that has that reaction, and they're a sociopath, like one type mm -hmm. of person. Right. Yeah. Um. The uh, there's the scene 
when they go to when they go to a coffee shop, just inexplicably, they go to a coffee shop. There's a whole scene where like two different couples order two different kinds of things from the coffee shop before Johnny and Mark walk into the coffee shop. These are people we've never seen before and will never see again as long as we live. And they have to we have to know what they ordered. Um, and then they come in, they they like um they like a water and a and a bagel or something. They sit down. Um uh, can I uh, can I, uh, a, a couple of coffees or whatever? Can can we get you the cheesecake? Which of course is what everybody else has been ordering. We've already seen this. Um uh and like, no, I do not want the cheesecake. Um, hey, so what's going on with you? Oh, you know, at the bank, we got the new client. Maybe I'll give us a lot of money. Um, oh, who is it? You know, I cannot tell you that. It's confidential. Come on, tell me. No, I cannot. Anyway, how is your sex life? It's just, <laughs> this is the weirdest thing. And and Mark's like, oh, uh, it's not so great. Anyway, there's this girl, maybe. Not sure. I'm not sure. Anyway, do you want to get together later and throw the throw the football around while running back and forth? You know, like guys do in the park. Even though and we named our friend so bad, he has to go to the hospital. Yeah, there was that. But they they throw the ball back and forth a bunch. Literally, that's all they do. It's a montage. Not only really a montage. It's, it's set to music. There's no dialogue. They're just literally throwing the ball back and forth while running around each other and in front of each other and alongside each other. Uh, and it's in Mark. Sorry, Johnny is wearing like wide receivers gloves <laughs> because, you know, he's really serious about this whole being an athlete thing. Um, and then my my favorite crazy scene that happens in the movie happens. Because we heard the, the most recent time Lisa says, I'm getting married to him next month in one of the scenes with her mom or Michelle or whatever. And then. Like two scenes later, you see Johnny in a tuxedo. And I hope I'm going to be forgiven for thinking this was a scene taking place on their wedding day. Same thought. Johnny's in a tuxedo. Peter's there. He's in a tuxedo. In walks Denny. Denny's in a tuxedo. And then there's a knock at the door. And... They open the door, and it's Mark. Mark is now clean-shaven, um, yes. and he's wearing a tuxedo. And uh, in like the disaster... Would. Yes. In the disaster artist, there's a whole subplot about clean-shaven Mark. Like, he was supposed to use the beard in a different thing. I don't know if this is anywhere near real. But he was supposed to have a guest spot on Malcolm in the Middle, playing a lumberjack with a with a with a with a full beard and um and uh Johnny sorry Tommy Wiseau would not let him have the day off of shooting for the room to go be on Malcolm in the middle and forced him to have the shave the beard so he couldn't do the part anymore um I don't know if any of that is accurate but that's what they depict in oh the it is a, it artist. totally is in my brain um totally is in my brain. but he uh so anyway it's like um, you look like babyface, says, says what he says when he comes in. And like, hey, should we throw the ball around some? Yeah. Um, and Peter's like, no, in tuxedos? What are you, crazy? Come on, Peter. Come on, do it. And so they go out 
to the alleyway, not the alleyway that is inside, the alleyway that is outside, and they throw the ball around. And then they say, hey, Peter, go long. And he runs, and he strips and falls on his face. And then uh, the camera is very artfully placed, like right by his nostrils as he falls. And Denny runs up and goes, hey, Peter, you're clumsy. And they pick him up. And then that's the end of the scene. And I mean, I know there are things where like you try on your tux to make right. sure it fits or whatever before the wedding, but you don't need to do that in a group. You, you can do that individually and you usually go into the place to do it. Correct. They don't usually send the tuxes to your house. So this is never mentioned that that is what they are doing. Also, if you're just trying on tuxes, why not take off the tux before playing alleyway football? I, there's no reason for any of them to be in tuxes. And if you are having them in tuxes, why are they having them play football? Also, you're probably two weeks out from the wedding at this point. That's a little got, cutting it close, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit much. Um so unnecessary they're they're she is planning a surprise birthday party for johnny again she is by him and does not love him and does not even like him but no. is planning a surprise party for him she doesn't she doesn't like him at all um uh oh oh they thing they the only way they get um peter to come out and throw the football around uh, is is they they say oh come on you are chicken oh yeah cheap like, cheap, cheap, cheap 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 they don't do bok 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 because apparently oh, right. cheap, cheap, cheap. The, the cheap 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 is what you say I guess in Poland wherever the hell he's from um, it is more is what, accurate I'll give him that yeah I mean it's yeah I suppose um, but uh, there is um, this. Uh, this party that is thrown for him, the surprise uh, party, uh, is where um, everyone's hanging out. And then she goes, Lisa says this. Everyone's here. Lisa says, hey, everybody, let's all go outside. And everyone goes outside. You know, like you do at a party. Hey, everyone, <laughs> let's go all go outside. Hi, all. And, uh, <laughs> And Not even so, like, hey, the patio's open. Like, if you want to hang out outside. Right. Hey, everyone. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get some air. Who'd like to join me? Is the answer everyone? No. Um, so uh, she goes, she stays in the in the house, in the apartment with Mark and tries to, like, get with him on the couch. Um, uh, they had also had sex earlier because she was like, "All I need to do is put on my party dress or whatever." Yes, that's tr that's true. Um, and so everyone is like, "Like, hey, what are you doing? Everyone's here. They're not here. They're outside." And tries to get him to have sex with her on the couch of the living room where everybody's like on the other side of a door. And to prove my point, in walks. Random adult male. I have never seen this guy before in my life. Peter, by the way, apparently um, 
went went out for that long touchdown pass, tripped and fell, and died from internal bleeding. Like you never see Peter again. I don't know if that actor like had a conflict or quit the production. He said, I'm going to Malcolm in the middle. I don't give a <laughs> shit about this movie anymore. Good for he Peter. Never showed up again. And there's this random other guy. I don't think they ever gave you his name, but he walks into the party, into the house, the apartment, the room, and goes, what are you doing? Immediately knows that he, that Mark and Lisa are having an affair and says, this is going to ruin everything. It's Johnny's birthday party. Like, and you threw him the party. You threw him the party. Like, this is going to, like, later, like, anyway. Um, so then they get up, whatever, like, you can't tell anybody anything. I can do whatever I want. You shut up. I will do whatever I want. I, I'm in charge of my life. I will do whatever I want, random adult male who walked in on me. And then everyone else comes back in, including Johnny. Um, and then they end up on the roof, I guess, somewhere else, some different outdoor area. And, uh, and then we cut to that random outdoor area where everyone is, and you, and you hear Johnny stands up and says, Hey, everyone, I have a wonderful announcement. We are expecting. And I go, what? What was what was this? What, what scene was this? And thank God oh, they have. We find out earlier, too, that Johnny found out about the affair because he overheard yes. a conversation between Claudette yes, and Lisa, and he... who is just openly talking about it while her husband is home. Yes. Says to her mom. I don't love him. I don't like him. In fact, I'm sleeping with somebody else. So he yeah. hears this and sets up what I thought was going to be a video camera, but turned out to be a tape recorder. A tape recorder. Yep. Sorry to retcon that, but no, comes no, into no, play no, later. no. It, it is very important. And yeah, it is a and very he, funny scene. He like says, I want to give her another chance. And I guess at this point, I'm supposed to assume that part of why he wants to give her another chance is because he thinks that they're pregnant. This is what it says. So anyway, so he says this, and everyone's like, "Oh, congratulations!" Um, and then Michelle goes, "So what are you, what are you gonna do about the baby?" And uh, and she goes, "Oh, there is no baby. I just told him that." <laughs> I don't know why you would make it more complicated. Um, but then random adult male is also there, and is like, "You don't understand." What you've what you're doing? You're going to ruin our group of friends. Like you, this is a horrible thing that you have done. We are all friends with you and Johnny. Nothing will be the same after this. Why are you doing this? Well, my, you don't get to tell me what to do, random adult male. My favorite line, maybe in the whole movie, is that Michelle goes, "There is no simple solution to this," and the whole time I'm like. There so is. Like, she could just have left Johnny an hour ago into this movie and then figured out whatever she wanted to with Mark. And she's not portrayed, she's portrayed as manipulative and definitely off kilter, but she's not like some evil, she's not like trying to toy with him. It doesn't give the impression. She's not like, um, like, uh, dissociated from reality or sociopathic in any way. Right. But the line of there is no simple solution. I'm like, 
there's such a simple solution. <laughs> there kind of is. There kind of is. Yeah. Um, yeah. She could just leave this guy that she says she doesn't love or like. Um. So here's the thing. This is, I, I will say this. In the original script, random adult male is Peter. Okay. So there was a there was a full intention of having Peter be a through line character all the way to the end, and it does make sense that he would be like, "You can't do this. You're going to destroy Johnny and all of our lives. We're all gonna have to like decide what to do. You're ruining everything." It makes sense that Peter, the psychologist, would say this. I don't. I I I'm. I have to know what the hell happened to Peter, the actor. I don't understand why he what happened but it is it is really funny um he said lisa says lisa says to somebody see uh, peter says it's i'm sitting on a thermonuclear bomb that you've told me this and i i don't know what to do um and and lisa says i am not responsible for johnny i'm through with that i'm changing the whole world's changing i have the right don't i People are changing all the time. I have to think about my future. What's it to you? Um, this is, this is, I don't want to talk about it. And she leaves. Um, I don't want to uh, talk about the situation I created at the party I threw. Is amazing work. Right. Um, so there is, um, Mark comes up to her back inside the party. Says, hey, uh, so whose baby is it? Is it mine? Which is what you would do if you were Mark. Right. Like, no, of course not. It's like, um, no, there, there is no baby. I made it all up. It's fine. Which is like what you would do if you were Mark. Also be like, okay, I'm out. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> like, Peace. Nope. Sorry. You're psychotic, lady. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I don't want this. And then there's, uh, then Johnny, Peter, uh, the, Johnny and Mark confront each other. There's like a shoving match. It's so weird. And, and then um, Johnny's like, I can't uh, emphasize I'm... enough, like the flat acting with the drama of the script, like this scene where there's this confrontation. It's not a confrontation, really, because it's so stale of just like, she doesn't want to be with you anymore. Right. And Johnny's just like, what do you mean? Like there's no, there's just no emotion. That's so the first. The first little confrontation is a couple of pushes back and forth, and then Johnny goes, "Hey, I'm sorry. It is all right. It is okay. Everybody, go back to having party. It is okay. Don't worry." And then, cut, cut back, and just she and Mark are slow dancing as sexily as possible. Lisa and Mark at. Johnny's party in Johnny's apartment, and Johnny walks like is is sitting there. Hey, what is going on? Why are you guys doing this? I don't understand. And Mark's like, she doesn't want to be with you anymore. Like, Mark, who no. has never said I love you too to her, right? Yeah, it's it. And then there's a different confrontation, a different shoving match, but this time he shoves Mike Mark like awkwardly into the door. Or whatever. It's like, I'm going to kill you. Like, <laughs> just so, so much ridiculous. And then... Like, the then... jumps to homicide in this are incredible. Like, it's incredible how much someone almost gets shot. 
and someone almost gets thrown off a roof and then this like it's incredible johnny is like um uh johnny is is like oh everyone betray me everyone betray me i do not want everybody leave i don't know why they want here i'm fed up with this world oh earlier of course uh there was the scene where he confronts Lisa about the fact that he she's lying about he hit her, um, and he's yes. like, and like, what are you? You are tearing me apart, Lisa. Um, so good. You're tearing me apart. You're, You're tearing me apart, Lisa. But then he immediately goes, "But I still love you. It is okay. Yeah, but I, I still, still love, love you. you. It is okay. I still, I'm still in love with you. Um, it, it is, uh, it is." It's terrible. It's crazy. Terrible. Um, the uh, in the original script, the first fight is broken up uh, because uh, Peter grabs a bucket of melting ice and dumps it over both of them, which makes everybody laugh. <laughs> oh, we are being so silly that we are fighting. Oh, it was so a dumb silly. idea. And uh, and then. Um, Billy Denny goes, Hey, hey, Peter, what's the difference between a psychologist and a duck? I don't know what. Oh, one's a quack and the other's a duck. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this makes everyone at the party laugh uproariously. Mm -hmm. And that's how the first fight is calmed down. And then, uh, then Johnny goes to get a mop. And when he comes back in, that's when like they're canoodling on the dance floor again. Um, can't emphasize enough she threw him the party yep um so uh there's a there's a full like there's a shattered mirror people are trying to stab each other with with shards of glass um anyway uh johnny um there's actually a really tender little scene where like Johnny locked himself in the bathroom and Peter's like, Hey Johnny, I'm leaving now. I don't want to leave without saying goodbye to you. I want to, I want to, I want to look at you and, and make sure you're okay. Cause obviously this is a horrible traumatic thing and he's a psychologist and he wants to make sure Johnny's not thinking of self harm. Right. If only this character existed in the actual movie, <laughs> because of course, um, uh, Lisa basically says, I don't love you. I'm leaving. I'm going to be with Mark. I hate you. You suck. I don't want to be around you anymore. And uh, and then it's like, okay, fine. You leave. I don't care. I know everyone betray me. Uh, and then he just destroys the entire apartment. Uh, he plays for her the recording that yes. he recorded from the answering machine of them like talking about having sex or whatever. And then uh, like, get out. I don't want you here. Uh, and then um, he destroys everything. He takes the TV, throws it out the window. Um, he throws everything out of the drawers of her, of her dresser drawers. And then he lays on his back and humps the red dress that he gave her in the first scene. Uh, a little too much, maybe. Just tad, just tad over the top. Uh, then he takes a gun we haven't ever seen before. Uh, mm -hmm. And he puts it in his mouth, pulls the trigger. And he kills himself. And in comes Mark and uh, Lisa. I guess 
they were nearby and heard the shot. I don't know. And they run up like, oh my God, he's oh, and like there's his brains are all over the floor. And she goes, Mark, is he dead? <laughs> and uh he reaches behind his head, and his head come, hand comes away covered in blood. It's like, yeah, I think he's dead. Um, this is all your fault. You're like, but now we can be together, right? Now we now we don't have to worry about Johnny. We can be together, you and me, Mark. I love you. Are you crazy? You're a crazy bitch. I don't love you. I don't be with you at all. This is this is insane. I'm leaving. And then Denny runs up and he just hugs his de dead, covered in blood corpse and says, Oh no, I love you, Johnny. No. Leave us, he says to, to Mark and Lisa to Mark and Lisa. Leave us. I want to be alone with his bloody corpse, please. Um, and, uh, and, and he cries and everybody's like, oh, this is really sad. We probably shouldn't leave him alone here. And, uh, yeah. then they do, they all leave together when the corpse is left there alone and fiend, that's the end of the movie. That's it. The story of the man was betrayed by his best friend and, um, and fiance. Uh, and then kills himself. It's a checkoff play. Like it is. It is a. It is a. It is a play from Europe, Eastern Europe, from 1898. This is the way they made plays. And if it was a checkoff play, they would have insisted it was a comedy. Like it's. It's. It is. It is. It's. It's crazy what this. And of course, now, in. In reality, everyone watching comedy. everyone watching this thinks it's uproariously funny. Yeah. Of course, um, Tommy Wiseau set out to make an affecting drama, but immediately upon seeing that everyone thought it was hilarious, he was like, "Thank you all for loving the comedy that I made. It's obviously a comedy, and everyone should laugh at it um, because because you know why not take credit for a thing you didn't do." Um, but it, hey, and it's incredibly it... obvious that they were not trying yeah. to make a comedy. Yeah. The heel never gets the comeuppance really, I guess. Um, he, Mark does say like him killing himself is your fault. Yes. This is all uh, your fault. This is all your fault. This is the first time she actually shows any emotion in the movie. Um, mm -hmm. in the last like three minutes here. Mm -hmm. And, uh, just felt very weird and unresolved. Yeah. But yeah. I wasn't really like invested because it wasn't a good movie. So the ending didn't have like, I was like, oh, I also had the thought of like, well, why throw the TV out the window if you're going to kill yourself and you're just ruining someone else's TV? Um, uh, in the original script at the end. Lisa says, oh, well, the insurance is paid up, $100,000. And then Mark says, you're thinking of insurance at a time like this? Get out of my life. Get out of my life, Lisa. And she leaves and leaves Mark cradling the dead body. That's so much better. <laughs> Anything would have to be.
God, the better. fact that they took away force field. They, um, as far as I can tell, they never make mention of the fact that he is a supernatural vampire being ever again beyond that scene. I'm so upset. I mean, honestly, though, if you had, if they had included that scene, I think the budget would have been $6 million. It's true. It's true. But, like, there's a way to have had Lisa in this. I mean, you have to redo the whole movie to make any of it good. But there's a way to have Lisa be someone that is toying with Johnny through this movie. And then at the mm -hmm. end, you find out it's because she wanted the insurance money. Like, that she was driving him to kill himself, basically. There's something you could do with that of like, I'm going to push this guy to the brink and cash in on him because I'm an evil bitch is like something you could have done. But that's not in the ballpark of what we got here. This is this is what we do. You and I me mostly. But you are now mostly. taking it from me. Um, <laughs> I'm rub rubbing rubbing off on you. Uh, but you could do the whole thing where like um, he doesn't he doesn't let her have her own money. He buys her things. But she's a capped woman, you know. Like in anything that she wants, he has to approve or whatever. Um, so he's very he's generous with the gifts and the flowers and the things. But but it's all for him, really, because it's the male gaze or whatever it is. Like it's all about what he wants. She wants to do this. I really would like. I want to go on a vacation with my friends from college who are going to Jamaica. No, you cannot go unless I come with you or whatever like it is like, no, but this is supposed to be a girl's weekend. Like, no, you're not going. You're not, I say you're not going, so you're not going. Instead, you and I will go and do this thing together because I say we're gonna do it together. And so she hates him, even though he's being generous in his way, he's still denying her what she wants. And, you know, she wants to get rid of him, but she needs money so the insurance is what she wants. You could you could do that whole thing. And she thinks that she's going to get the guy that she loves, that she's attracted to, get rid of the guy that she's stuck with, and get a bunch of money. And in the end, she gets none of it. Like that could be that could be actually the story that you tell because he named his the guy his ward. Make make him his nephew as opposed to like just some random kid. Like my sister died. Um, and so she left like this, this kid and I, he's my responsibility. I'm going to keep him. So Denny is his nephew or whatever. And in his will, Denny gets the, is the beneficiary of all the life insurance as opposed to her. So she gets none of it. Now it's, is that, is that good? No. Is it better than this? Yes. Here's a hot take from someone who is. I feel like a mostly reasonable feminist. I think I should be a kept woman. I don't think I should be oh, in yeah. charge of my own budget. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, someone you who's good at it should be in charge of my... Mm -hmm. should, that yeah. You should be the one who controls how much superfluous shit I buy. Mm -hmm. Yes. I Sorry. Think that's fair. No. That's, you cannot have that. You you did one of those last like, week. We're not doing I that again. Need, I should probably have that in my life. Yeah. Oh, Especially man. if I'm still going to get nice stuff out of it. That just takes all the responsibility but gives me the reward away. Golden handcuffs, not great. But 
you know, not the worst, yeah. maybe for no, some not... personalities. Yeah. <laughs> Better for your credit rating, I guess. You know, there that you kind go. Of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Learn anyway, something from every movie. Kate, I think I know the answer to this. <laughs> I I I would like to, at one point, have the experience of watching this with a group of people. No. Who love who love watching it as, as a as a as as a as a I I just want to know what what they see in it just because interesting as as an idea the experience of like the experience of being in the theater with if I'm a midnight showing of it with people who love the thing um uh I don't think I love it or whatever but I would want to know what it's like to be in that room I hate the Rocky Horror Picture Show. But I think at some point I should see what it's like to be in one of those midnight showings of it where everybody sings along and they all come in costume and everything just to see what what that kind of thing is like because I, I like having those kinds of experiences. Nope. nope, good for you. You dorks can enjoy it. <laughs> enjoy your fandom. I already got one weird fandom with wrestling. It's fine. I'm good. <laughs> Rocky Horror Picture Show, at least I get to sing along. <laughs> get the flick out of here. Get the flick out of here. I'm sorry. I was trying I was trying to give benefit of the doubt to people who yeah, get, no. get the flick out of here. Just no, get, I am I am one hundred percent behind gatekeeping. This movie is stupid. <laughs> and if I could get that hour and a half of my life back, I would. But this hour and a half of my life wouldn't trade for the world, Alex. There you go. Perfect. Uh anyway. Balance. Uh, I just, I just yeah, balance. Uh, anyway, I just, I just thought I should let you know. I have breast cancer. I got the test back. I definitely have breast cancer. So I don't know huh. what's going to come with that, but neat. Anyway, uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Kate, where do the people find you? <laughs> you can find me never circling back about your breast cancer at Miss Kate Fave on Twitter, as well as Kate's Instagrams on Instagram and all over Fightful YouTube talking about wrestling, including Tuesdays with this fella next to me reviewing SmackDown and AEW Rampage and SmackDown post shows on Fridays. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at Alex Sourgraps tweeting random things um about stuff and uh yeah it, hey if you have a request go to kynchat.com that's the best place to officially request some things get in in different ways this one snuck in on the sly elsewhere but um yeah uh we will we will tr we, that is the best place to guarantee that we get a look at it and see if we can uh, uh review uh, your choice. Um, or if you're a until, boss, we'll just do what you say. Yeah, we'll just do what you say. <laughs> I'm I'm putting off reviewing a, a, a Hulk Hogan movie for as long as I possibly can. That'll Everybody else get it. Everybody else get in all your requests. So I, I, sorry, Jimmy, I can't watch Suburban Commando this week. I have to watch whatever yes. the hell this person requested. Please send it to the Please. back of the line. 
keep sending in at least get me to december because december we're <laughs> going to have all kinds of great christmas movies that we're going to when i say great i mean terrible yes. uh that we're we are going to review uh so at least get me to december uh without having to watch suburban commando until then get the flick out of here r-e-s-p-e-c-t Click the subscribe button and find out what it means to me. Nah, that doesn't have a ring to it. But if you like videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, subscribe now.